Hi, and welcome to Hyperfixations, the podcast where we invite various interesting people on to talk about their niche area of interest that they could just talk forever about. Here are your hosts. I'm Ali. And I'm Nigel. And today we have Avni. Avni, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. And what are you here to talk to us about today? So today I'm here to talk to you about a murder mystery book called Kane's Jawbone. Nice. Yes. I'm very excited for this one. (laughs) I'm extremely excited too. I think it's very interesting. So I'll just jump in and give like a little spiel. Yep, there it is. There there she is. You'll notice notice something about my edition that's different to your edition. Yeah, it's completely whole. (laughs) Yeah. Because despite the nature of the book, I feel very bad about doing what I'm meant to do to the book. I know, that was like the biggest road bump for me was tearing those pages out. Ouch. Yeah, but um, I'm just going to jump into like a quick background of what Kane's Drama is. So it was mm-hmm. a murder mystery book published in 1934. So it was like anonymously published at the very beginning. And the premise of the book is that every single page in the book is in the wrong order. So there's 100 pages and you have to essentially take the pages out figure out the right order of each page, and then figure out who the murderer is and who the murderer is. So it's like a solve-it-yourself mystery type situation. So in the 90 years since this book was published, only three people have ever solved it. The answer to the mystery remains unknown, so nobody really knows what the answer is. And this Mm. year, the publishing company kind of did a rerun of the competition saying, you know, you can try to submit your answers of what you think it is. And if you get it right by the end of this year, they'll give you like a small prize. So far, nobody has been successful. Huh. Yeah. So it's like a very intense puzzle. Incredibly intense. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it was published in like 1934, the language in the book is like so incredibly dated it's like historical, mm. geographical, pop culture references like from that time period. So you can't get through one page without like hours and hours of Wikipedia searching to figure out like what on earth they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's all this information at the the start of the book uh, with the prize in 1934. A prize of 15 pound was offered to the first reader who could reorder the pages and provide an account of the six persons murdered in Kane's Jawbone and the full names of their murderers. To coincide with this paperback reissue, Unbound is reviving the competition, offering a prize to any readers who provide the names of the murdered and their murderers, the correct order of the pages, and a short explanation of how the solution was obtained. The winners will receive £250 or $350 to spend supporting other book projects at Unbound.com. Yeah, um, it was a little crazy. Like, the first two people that managed to solve it successfully did it in 1935 so like one year after the book was published which is like insane to me because that predates like internet resources and the fact that two people Mm. were able to figure it out in that time so long ago is wild yeah yeah i first heard about this book uh before it became big on tiktok and i'm not using this as like a hipstery kind of thing i heard it on an episode of no such thing as a fish because they were talking to the guy who owns unbound publishing uh who's one of the like head people at qi so they were talking about that then and that's what made me um 
get a copy of it, but how did you like get into Kane's Jawbone? Honestly, I'm kind of in the same boat as most people. So this book got a huge bump because of TikTok like two or three years ago. So I happened to come across a TikTok video talking about this book and that inspired me to get into it. It's like not the most fascinating backstory, but I think most people today like just saw a lot of like random videos people were posting online and that inspired them to get onto it. So that's how I found it. The thing about TikTok, like it can um like can bring up so many like old, like like older like things like um like maybe Kane's jawbone was like just a predating of all the like um challenges and trends on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I sound, I, feel like like... Youth, I sound like a youth pastor trying to get people into like um literature. Yeah. No, for sure. I feel like since a lot of people found this book because of TikTok, a lot of people that are trying to solve it today like don't have a lot of experience solving puzzles or like wordplay or anagrams and crossword. Like most people mm. don't have that background. So they're struggling with this book, I think, a lot more than someone in like 1935 would have. Because like if you picked up this book you know, 90 years ago, it's probably because you liked solving crosswords and doing anagrams. But today, it's like, any random person with internet access is taking a stab at it. So we're not like as apt to figuring out these super complex puzzles. Yeah, yeah, and it it comes from a tradition of puzzle solving. The the guy who wrote it, um, Edward Powis Mathers, um, under the pseudonym Torquemada, is the guy who's responsible for introducing the cryptic crossword to England Mm -hmm. in a 1924 10 years before this book came out mm-hmm. yeah um the guy that published it was like super into crosswords like that was his thing so that really inspired a lot of how the book was created and even the most recent dude that solved this book in 2020 in november this guy named like john finmore he was the third person to ever solve it and he also like wrote crosswords for like his local newspaper and a publication so like he was into that kind of stuff and that helped him figure it out yeah I think being a crossword setter or setting puzzles for the newspaper is such a cool Mm -hmm. job. Yeah. No, your brain really has to be working on a totally different level to be able to create that from the start to the end. Yeah. 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 And especially cryptic crosswords, because there's an account on TikTok that I follow that like teaches you the solutions for like, like the words they use to indicate how the clue is hidden. And it's like, how do you, how do you come up with that kind of thing? Yeah. It's one of those crazy brain things brain. where, like, if you see someone walk you through the solution at the end, you're like, that's so obvious. How did I not think of it? But independently, like, it completely goes over my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is, of course, as it says on the front, the world's most fiendishly difficult literary puzzle. And the Daily Telegraph has called it, if James Joyce and Agatha Christie had a literary love child, this would be it. yeah no there's like a big fear right now that if nobody sort of figures it out by the end of this year and leaks the answers like we're never gonna know what the right solution is because like the publishing company did say like they're not going to accept sort of like people's answers or like speculations after the end of this year so that's kind of the quickly approaching closing date to figure out if you got it right or wrong yeah and they Mm -hmm. won't tell you after it. they won't tell you the answer anyway yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I think I read somewhere that, like, the total possible combinations of, like, how you could order the 100 pages in that book 
is a digit that's 158 figures long, which is just mind blowing to me. Whoa. <laughs> mm-hmm. It'd be it'd be a hundred factorial, right? A hundred by ninety-nine by ninety-eight by Yeah, so I just Googled mm-hmm. that real quick and it said nine point three three two six two two E plus one five seven. And I don't know what that means. Yeah, no, it's a crazy it's a big lot. number. Yeah. yeah, it's apparently got 24 zeros, according to yeah. coolconversion.com. Nice. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, so... no, I think, like, um, <laughs> I think COVID, like, really sparked a lot of people's like desire to do this so the guy we kind of talked about a little bit earlier that solved it in 2020 he was like i literally locked myself in my house for four months and Mm. just focused on figuring out how to solve this book like he couldn't like leave his house it was like middle of pandemic and that like created the perfect environment for him to entirely only focus on just this and by some luck he ended up figuring it out i think it appeals to it appeals to like a desire in all of us that I think is sort of an animal instinct, and that's to create a conspiracy theory wall with red string mm-hmm. and yep. things pasted up on it. Because uh, I really want to do that, but I want to turn yeah. my entire shed into it uh, <laughs> instead of just one wall. No, that's <laughs> like a really big appeal. Like everyone has that little like inner detective that thinks like okay, like, if I just do enough research, like, I could be the person in this case. Like, it's sort of like a running joke on my TikTok page. Like, everyone walks into this book with a god complex thinking they will be the fourth person ever to figure it out. And then Mm. you get, like, three pages in and you're like, this is impossible. Like, I'm never going to do it. But, like, inside, deep down, you start with thinking, like, if I just focus hard enough, do the research, like, I could do it. I could be the fourth one. Yeah. But it requires you to solve not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six murders. Yeah. Six murders, six murderers. It's crazy. Yeah. And like the order of the pages and everything. It's Mm -hmm. like, I remember when I, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but when I did my dissertation on the unreliable narrator, I was Mm -hmm. talking about um, Agatha Christie and like, there was a quote from some source I was reading saying like the idea of like the clue puzzle, like stories, like those old detective stories. And I was saying like central to this kind of story is like the idea that like you, the reader could like, if you paid enough attention, you could solve it ahead of like um, the, like the narrator. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and... that, like, no, go ahead. No, sorry. I was just saying, I feel like, mm-hmm. Kane's jawbone is kind of like would be like that and just mm-hmm. an interactive an interactive version where it's like usually with those detective stories most of us aren't gonna like a lot of times get the twist like um because of how it's written it's designed for you not to get the twist but yeah with Kane's jawbone it's interactive like um it's telling you to like you're, you're the one who has to solve it you are the the Hercule Poirot the Sherlock Holmes mm-hmm yeah, no, it's like a, everyone really wants to, thinks they can, like, figure it out and be that detective, and it ends up being a lot harder. And a big part of that is because the narrators in this book, it's insane. There's something like, I want to say, like, 10 narrators, 
and like you know there's there's one there's like three narrators that all have the same name which is crazy there's like one narrator from the perspective of a dog i've heard someone say there's a narrator that's an inanimate object like a pen or something so trying to like figure out what point of view a narration each page is taking place from makes the book like 10 times harder i'm trying to yeah. figure out who's telling the truth and like or who's mm -hmm. telling like because like their version of events, I can imagine, would probably slightly differ. Like, um... yeah, it's like you really have to totally shift your mind into entirely different perspectives. Because for every page, you have no idea who is narrating, so you have to kind of figure out the tells of each character, like the activities they like, the things they do, and then like it, like sometimes it's totally random, like it being from the perspective of like a dog or a pen, like. That's insane, like something you would never mm. think about. But then when you start to like look at it and read it, you were like, this actually makes sense in a really weird way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As, as so my dad often says, sorry. Your dad often says, sorry? No, I was saying my dad often says with like, you know, twist movie, like he usually talk about like twists in movies. It's like, you know, people say like, oh, the twist is really obvious. He says, everything's obvious when you know it. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So obviously we're not going to solve Kane's jawbone over the course of one podcast recording session. But unless. um <laughs> unless. Um but perhaps you could begin to give us a guide as to how to start solving it. Because uh as we mentioned at the start of this, my copy has no pages taken out. Oh that's that's another thing. You're meant to take out all of the pages. They have a little seam yeah. in at the side that you're meant mm -hmm. to cut along. But the yeah. paperback version is, is very difficult to get into. It's so hard to cut out. I started with using like regular craft scissors to cut the pages out. It was horrible. Then I just switched to like a straight up razor blade and started slicing them out one yeah. by one. It like works really well, but Look every it. time I make a video about that, people in the comments are like, you're destroying this book. It's like this sacred object. Like, how could you do that? I'm like, guys, it's impossible to solve unless you take it out and start laying it out. Yeah, like so that little black line, that little black line in there is the cut line. And mm -hmm, that's yeah. like, I'm forcing this book open uh, mm -hmm. to actually see it. Mm. Yeah, no, it's very stiff. I think um, Unbound, like the publisher, they're trying to release a new edition where it's just a box filled with the individual loose pages, which I think is a much better idea. Well, they'd want to get on that nice and quick now because we've got less than a year or less than half a year to solve it. Precisely, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah no, but um, sort of going back to where you should maybe start if you're trying to solve it. Um, I've kind of taken the advice of the third dude that's ever done it. So he said the best way to do it is to start with the poems, which I think is kind of a good point. So some of these pages will have an excerpt from like a completely random poem. So they're like page like 10 and then page 50 will both have excerpts from a poem. And then you can like look up that poem on Google and figure out like, oh, where in the whole poem do these stanzas lie? So that'll help you sort of figure out what page comes first and second. So just ordering pages based on like poetry order and verse order first, I found is like a good jumping off point to maybe comfortably get you get you going. Okay. Yeah, I, I would say it's like that and then just start like grouping similarities. I found like that's like the easiest way for me is like, oh, this very random specific object is mentioned across like five different pages. I'm just gonna like group it and maybe assume 
that's from the same narrator or the same location, like that sort of helps me start to maybe figure out some sort of narrative. Yeah. It's like, it's like, even if you don't know the exact order in which they go in, I can imagine it would be helpful to even separate them by section and then maybe see if you could figure out which order they go in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think personally, I've been at this for like, four months I have barely figured out anything close to an order the most progress <laughs> I've made is just like sort of grouping by similar location or object so if it names like a specific country or city I'm like okay these two pages go together someone is like smoking like a specific brand of cigarette or they like gardening or something I'm like okay I'll group these two together yeah. so that's sort of my jumping off point so you're relatively early in your Kane's jawbone journey it's odd because like five months to work on like a single book like feels like a long time but my progress is like extremely minimal so I feel like there's a lot more work to be done but there's not enough time to do it so expectations are not very high for solvency (laughs) yeah I mean like sort of on that note I've sort of shifted my mind now to maybe be like it is extremely likely that I won't solve this book, but like I'm learning a lot of stuff just by researching this book. So they reference like random old like Latin poems or like specific nights or like an old brand of like a food or something. And I'm like, oh, I'm doing research into this and like learning all this new stuff about things I wouldn't have researched before if not for this book. So like the educational point of it and then just the satisfaction of building the wall is like reward enough for me, even though I know I'm probably not going to figure out the solution. Yeah. Do you have a like? Do you have a like wall like in the? It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Like, um, yes, I do. <laughs> My like whole entire bedroom wall is filled with pages and sticky notes and red yarn. It looks a bit manical, but it's like very aesthetic to put together and makes me feel like I'm sort of figuring things out and working out the clues even though you know progress is limited it gives me the illusion of progress which I enjoy fair enough yeah the illusion of progress I think is still progress yeah I think the the illusion has maybe worked perhaps a bit too well because like I've documented this whole process on TikTok like that's sort of where I'm showing the journey and everyone in my comments is always like, Oh, we can't wait for you to solve the mystery. Like we know you're going to be the first person ever. And I'm like, guys, this is like, this is entirely an illusion. I am nowhere near coming anywhere close to figuring this out, but I appreciate the hopeful comments. (laughs) Yeah. Although if you do, if you do solve it, then this and the other podcasts you've done recently, these are like, these would be world exclusive interviews. They would be indeed, although I I really, really think that it is extremely unlikely <laughs> that I get anywhere close, but it would be some sort of miracle, indeed, if I became the fourth person ever. <laughs> well, you never know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think a big thing about this book is a lot of people start it being very strict. They're like, oh, I'm not going to use the internet i'm not gonna like go on reddit and see what other people have done like i'm just gonna stick to the book and figure it out myself like i don't want anyone to spoil it for me or help me and then like a few weeks in you realize like 
the language is incomprehensible. It's so dated and trying to solve it yourself is impossible. So everyone eventually caves and like uses the internet. They use Reddit sources. They start asking people for tips and theories. And even with like thousands of people sort of collaborating and working together on it, no one has still came anywhere near close. So I'm very mm. curious to see what will happen by the end of this year. <laughs> you see, that's the mm. thing, like, um, with, you'd think, because, like, when I first, like, heard it, I was wondering, saying, like, would, like, modern-day, like, solvers, like, have a huge advantage with, like, you know, things with the internet and stuff. But then I realized, mm. like, you know, there's, um, like you said, like, the language is very dated. And also, like you said, like, a lot of people, especially people who came to it maybe through, like, TikTok, like, or whatever, mm-hmm. like, wouldn't necessarily have a background in, like, puzzle like yeah. solving and then you said like this is like one of that like the hardest one there is like you know very much kind of mm-hmm. leaping into the deep end yeah it's like insane because everyone really thinks the internet and today would help give us an advantage but so many of the references are so dated it's like it's like a whole nother language of like cultural references that we're not attuned mm-hmm. to understanding and that's like the, like the not formal stuff so you can't really google a lot of like cultural like slang and pop culture references in the sense that like that's just ingrained in like how people were talking and speaking and thinking back then it's not like something Mm. that has a concrete definition so it's hard for us to parse out what a lot of that means and then you know like you said we're just not not the same crowd that was solving it you know 90 years ago it's just people Mm. that are sort of doing it for the wall and for the internet and not really for the joy of puzzle solving yeah Mm -hmm. Does it feel does it feel like a capitulation though having to turn to the internet? Like does it feel like you've you've essentially sacrificed something? Cuz like you said everyone goes in with this kind of like god complex being like I'm going to solve it. it mm-hmm. I feel like it's probably very humbling to realize you need to turn to the internet. Oh yeah, no it definitely is. I think when everyone starts it you like to be very straight to the books like I'm going to figure it out on my own. I'm not going to get any help. Like I can do it. And then, Mm. you know, like two or three weeks in, like you are completely humbled when you realize like, no, you're not going to do it. Only three people have ever done this. Like you, you need internet help and resources to do that. And that's like a very humbling experience for most people Mm. because like everyone like genuinely has that God complex of thinking like, if I just put my mind to it, don't have any help, I can do it on my own. And then you end up having to fall and resort to other people's aids and theories and resources. And then even after doing that, you realize like, oh, it's not as helpful as I thought it would be. Like even looking at the internet stuff, I'm still like relatively lost. It's like, you thought the internet would give you a huge advantage where you're like, I need Mm. the internet just to like, just to get by. Yeah, no, definitely. If, If someone out of this cohort of people on Reddit and on the internet does end up solving it be it you or someone else do you think they'll do everyone the service of like telling them once the this deadline for the end of the year is over do you think they'll let everyone else know that's a really good question i almost feel like the amount of hours it takes for someone to like find the solution and the correct solution at that is like so many i feel like you would probably not want to sacrifice the work you've put in and just give it out, you know, willy-nilly to anybody out there. I think that mm. that God complex kind of still persists where you're like, 
oh, you know, I was the fourth person ever to do it. And I'm not going to tell anybody how I figured it out. You know, the answer will will die with me unless someone else gets it. (laughs) So I think there's like a a sense of superiority if someone were to figure it out. I I highly doubt they would share the answer with anyone else, unless you were maybe part of that cohort that that wanted the community to know what was going on. Yeah, because it's essentially like, it's essentially just like trying to gauge the morals of the internet which is never a good place to start where it's like are you going to do something for the benefit of the community when there's no like prize for it yeah no it would have to be like a totally like you'd be willing to to put yourself out there and give that to everybody else i don't know i feel like i feel like there's a genuine sense of gatekeeping if someone were to do it like you would want to be part of that exclusive club that were the only people that knew what was going on yeah you're like, everyone's going to figure out the same way I did. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I think it's like that yeah. whole idea of like, I had to work hard for it. Like everyone else should have to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, there is a, there is an alternate way uh, to doing that. And that is buying um, enough copies for every permutation and just sending them all into unbound. And, uh, Hope for the best. Just one of them will be right. If you buy enough copies for every single permutation, you know, all those 24 zeros, then then that is a way of doing it. Um, you know, I'd, I'd really love, I would genuinely love to see someone send in like thousands of possible answers. The insane thing is that so many people are trying to like frantically purchase this book now. Like Unbound is not publishing fast enough to like meet the demand. So some people are having to wait like four weeks just to get their copy, which is like, guys, time is ticking. Like you got to get on. And it. time is precious here. Like, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. It's so funny because when I bought mine, uh, when I bought mine, it was like on a table in Hodges Vegas, just mm-hmm. like, uh, just like what maybe five or six other ones, and like no one was near it at all. Um, because like this was before it got really big, and then. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my friend afterward, like way, way afterwards, months later. And she was like, oh, I heard about this book on, on TikTok. And I was like, oh, yeah, I own a copy of it. And she's like, what? You have a copy of it? Because she could How just, get that? she just, yeah, she just couldn't like get her hands on a physical copy of it. And I don't know whether there's like a digital like PDF of it or anything. Yeah, some people on Reddit have like jankily uploaded like scanned copies of their whole book. Someone actually went through the painstaking process of typing out every single page for people to just read on like a Google Doc, which is, you know, that is like true, like you're doing it for the benefit of the community. But yeah, my copy took like four or five weeks to get here because there was just like not enough available printed copies out there. Hmm. I mean, there's not a lot. There's not a lot per page to type Mm -hmm. up, really, when you think it. Like, I mean, there's a surprising uh it's a surprising lack of type on each page it's very like centered type and only goes about three quarters of the way down um yeah the page because then it has a section for notes mm-hmm. um yeah it's uh yeah. the the page on the text is like pretty minimal but the author manages like a true feat of manning to cram in so much like incomprehensible language on one page like I was shocked that that he was even able to do that um but he also does a thing where every page like 
starts and ends with like a full sentence so like i feel like a lot of people's first instinct is to be like oh like i'll just connect to the run-on sentences of every page and like you know figure out what the order is by that but every page i would have kind of yeah no like every page sort of stands alone in its own sense in that like it ends with a period so like the what you would think the most obvious solution is like is not even a place to start which is difficult Mm. yeah Mm. no i'm looking i'm looking at these pages and they're all yeah they're all like that they're all contained except for like the the very last one yeah i think that's one of them yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it ends goodbye Henry, the full stop. He drops a wet and then just dot 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 before the end of obviously away. Yeah. Um, no, sort of like on that note, the the Henry character I guess has been one of the more notable ones that most readers like catch in the beginning phases. So the word Henry I think is like the most frequently occurring character or like word name across the hundred pages and this is the one where there are about five narrators that are all like different people but they all have the name henry one of them like is a dog Uh named henry but it's like there are five different narrators all telling a story from a different perspective but they all have the same exact name which is very frustrating (laughs) yeah that brings up a question which i don't actually know the answer to uh like are the murders interconnected or are they six like separate and distinct murders that is a good question i myself am trying to parse that out a little bit i think personally with where i'm at my theory is some of them do sort of take place at the same area i think there's like a a double murder for like one of the murders like two people get killed at the same time but the other thing about the book is that the there are like a couple of different locations. So I'm sort of correlating the murders happening like over the course of like different locations and over the course of a few days. So um, I don't think it all takes place like at the exact same time. It's like a little spread out over like a short time frame with a few different locations and different. Um, yeah, and e- even with that, the the way people are trying to order it is like by date so some people are finding like the reference to like an author might write a poem on one page and then someone's like oh well this author was born on the 12th of august so i take that this page takes place on august 12th and then someone like oh. finds the name of like a king on another page and the king died on like august 28th and you're like oh this page maybe takes place on august 28th So just figuring out things that connect to a certain date is like another way some people are trying to figure out the correct order of pages. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably, it's probably a question which no one except three people know the answer to, but like, (laughs) do you think that's a, like an actual help to it or like, I suppose in your personal opinion, do you think that actually will be of benefit or do you think that's just sort of like a red herring that people are, chasing down the rabbit hole only to find it empty like ordering the pages by date yeah based off of like um you know like a king that's mentioned or Mm. or the poet i think there is definitely like a date attached to each page that helps you chronologically figure out the order of them i think it gets tricky when a single page will reference like 
a poet and a king and an author. Like there's three different people that all have different dates attached to them. So then I think it's hard to extrapolate which date is the one that connects with this page. So I think like the the date is definitely a good way to order it, but figuring out which date to choose when there are multiple options is when it gets really tricky, when it gets sort of impossible at that point. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Do you have some concrete examples or at least like poured concrete that hasn't set yet? Of, like, pages that go together. Oh, God. Honestly, I couldn't really say that I have anything near a concrete example of, like, pages that go together. Like, my most recent sort of breakthrough in solving this was figuring out, like, narrators. Like, who's narrating certain pages. Like, that was a recent revelation to me. So, like, one of... The indicators was like, oh, there's there's one character that only refers to plants by their scientific name. Like some like nobody else in the book does that except the one character. So I was like, okay, I figured out like this person is narrating pages like five, ten, and twelve just because of how they're yeah. referring to like a very specific object. And then there was like yeah. one other that I found where like this lady smokes like a very specific brand of cigarettes. And I was like, okay, so I can group all of these pages as belonging to her because she's the only person that's engaging in this activity. So that's sort of like my most recent breakthrough in figuring out some of the pages. It would definitely be a great, like, like it definitely sounds like a great way to like get you to like really observe things like to kind of like look deeper. Like, Yeah, for sure. I feel like any object or place or person that's referenced requires like a miles long wikipedia page search to figure out the very obscure things about it which is like Mm. fun for me because i feel like i'm just learning stuff but it's frustrating in terms of solving because a that means every page is taking like five hours to do the bare minimum research on but then b (laughs) the author could genuinely just be referencing these things in passing but like they become red herrings where you just spiral and focus on every single thing even though it might not be relevant at all yeah, yeah, there's no way of knowing until you chase it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has anyone considered the fact that maybe the three people who have solved it have sent the thing into Unbound and uh, Galang's back in the, the 30s um, with the answer that none of this adds up? Mm-hmm. You know, that's entirely possible. I think my, my like half-pot take is that the, uh, the answer is like maybe much more obvious than we think. Like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are just afraid to even send in answers because they're nowhere close. And I'm like, it it might just be the fact that there is no answer. Like, I feel like that is entirely possible. Yeah. Because, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, Torquemada strikes me as, because, like, I looked into, I looked into kind of what he uh, did, it, like, in his life as a, a, um, question setter and like basically like what's essentially like a quiz master kind of um mm-hmm. puzzle yeah. puzzle master um because i thought maybe that would help um but no it didn't help in the book <laughs> itself but i think even then he had like a reputation for being like very clever and like like tricksy behind a lot of layers so i feel like mm-hmm. maybe he knew that yeah no, the other I, thing I... is how does Unbound now know the answer? That I actually do have an answer to. So 
for okay, a good chunk of years, the answer to the book was actually lost. So originally, Kane's Jawbone was published in a book that was like a compilation of like crossword puzzles and word plays and anagrams. Like Kane's Jawbone was like one small part of this like larger book of puzzles, mm. and then Torquemada died, and for a super long time, nobody had the solution to Kane's Jawbone. Like it was like lost forever. And then one of the more original copies made its way to like a sort of historical museum in America. And the guy was trying to solve it, but he was like, oh, I don't know what the answer is. So he went online and was searching for like every single original copy of Kane's Jawbone. And he happened to purchase like one copy that had someone's handwritten notes in it that had like the correct answer in the end. Like he he cross-referenced the solution that that person had and it like, made perfect sense like they figured out like that was a solution based on one random copy that this dude bought that happened to have the handwritten answers like written in the margin so that's what they've sort of taken as as the correct solution to the book now so was that the copy of one of the other two people that solved it or i they don't really know i the the original solution that they've had in you know 1945 and 19 or 1935 or whatever sort of became lost in the wind and when that book sort of appeared they found the answer in it and with whatever research he did he decided like it made sense unbound you know looked at that copy as well and they all decided to take that as the true answer so this one random copy they sort of decided those answers worked and that's that's what we're going off of cool but there is a very real possibility that uh it's the incorrect answer even if all of it checks out Mm -hmm. That's what Which I, I think was would thinking. be, yeah, that would be no, that's so funny. <laughs> no, it really would be. That's what I was thinking as well. Sure. But someone was sort of telling me about how with cryptic crosswords and anagrams and word plays, it's one of the things where the solution is sort of like all or nothing. Like if you get to the point, so like someone was like, oh, if you get to the point where you have a, have a solution, like you independently would be able to tell like if it makes sense. Like it's sort of one of those things where every piece has to fit together perfectly in yeah. the right order for like the answer to make any sense at all like a jigsaw uh, okay mm-hmm. yeah it's sort of like an ultimatum like you either you get it completely right or you don't have it at all yeah we don't get it at all like yeah 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 i think yeah. it's one of the things where the room for being off by like a page or two in the order is like really unlikely it's like you either you either got it or you don't Mm. Yeah, because if you've gotten to the stage where you have 98 out of 100 things correct, yeah, then like it, I feel like you're probably not going to mess up on those. I didn't know mm-hmm. that, actually, about how the um, solution had gotten back to them. Yeah, I think it was really one of those things where this book like was not super popular when Torquemada was alive. So I don't think, like, there just wasn't a ton of, like, widespread talking about it, literature records of it and then it like blew up more recently so now like people were were hunting for the answer trying to figure it out and we're at there you go yeah because as well like with that person in 2020 who solved it like Mm -hmm. it must be it must be the correct answer if like obviously like because he came up with the same one Yeah. yeah yeah if it was logical enough for two separate people to have come up with it and mm-hmm. for it to check out, then probably the burden of proof indicates that it's real. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah that's the other thing like if all these people independently are coming up with the same answer like it's it's probably the right one yeah 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 like the fact that people have come up with the solution at all like yeah as we've seen quite rare like yeah like no it's probably I think, the right one. yeah no just getting to the point where you can confidently say this is what i think the order is and these are who i think the murderers were and who got murdered like even getting to that point like is a feat in itself and i think if you've mm. gotten that far like your likelihood of it being correct is probably pretty yeah absolutely. yeah because from what i remember of them describing it in the episode of no such thing as a fish they were saying that like people have looked into the like places that people take trains in between and like the distances and locations and stuff in between so it's like really really specific things you need to know uh yeah. and the fact that like if you can get it from that from the amount of stuff you need to look into mm -hmm. yeah no like in so many of these pages people are pulling up like these like old like latin textbooks that like by some miracle exist on google and they're referencing like super specific lines or you're or they're like people are like genuinely figuring out like okay like this plant is poisonous and would kill this person in like this amount of minutes and in like this specific way so it's like very very intense meticulous research that people are putting in to try to come to this solution yeah like how long like like you mentioned you're about four months into your um Kane's jawbone, like um, searching mm -hmm. and Odyssey, who... <laughs> Odyssey, yeah, like the other the person who solved it back in nineteen thirty five, like um, that's a year after, so we can assume they spent maybe a year or a little under, like you know, solving it. Mm -hmm. Um, like how long have you seen people like say they've been at it, like you know, in the in the Kane's jawbone community, like yeah, honestly. I think like the some people that are like genuinely trying to do it, they're at it for like, you know, like five, six months. There are so many people that pick up this book, like with that God complex that we talked about. And then after a few weeks, they're exhausted by how meticulous the language is and how much research you have to put into it. So I feel like the quit time frame, the quit ratio for people that are just putting it down and say that's enough is surprisingly high. Um, I think the guy mm -hmm. that solved it in 2020, like most recently, he said it took him six months to figure it out. So I feel like that's maybe the average time that we're spending on it today, just with like internet stuff. But I feel like if, yeah. if you're sort of really at it, trying to do it five to six months, if you're picking it up because you think it'll be like fun and you have a God complex, you, you'd last a month if you're lucky. Fair, yeah. It's like mm -hmm. although you, although as he said, the guy solved in twenty twenty, like you know that was in the height of like the lockdown and everything. So yeah, that was like had more time to devote to it. But yeah, yeah. my run I'm picking up is you got to kind of fight through that like kind of god complex, like for sure. I think that's really something you have to fight with. And like personally, I feel like admitting solution is like maybe not end goal, but just sort of enjoying the research aspect, learning about it, sort of the artistry of doing the wall. Like, I feel like that's what makes it maybe a little more enjoyable and like less draining and exhausting and like impossible feeling. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really have to commend that guy for like 
doing something like that in lockdown because like i mean what was i doing in lockdown probably the same thing that most people were doing on lockdown which was crying uh and making banana bread watching tiger watching tiger king like um more crying i know no for sure i feel like the drive it takes to like essentially give yourself months and months of like homework and meticulous research like just for fun is insane to me that he was doing that Oh yeah, don't have to go to college because COVID. Gonna set myself six months of homework. <laughs> oh, no, it's like it is like a full time like research job situation. Like you gotta put hours like and hours and hours of work into that. Yeah, no, truly. What would be your kind of, that... like work? Like... Sorry. Sorry. Now that now that's just making me wonder: Has anyone like written scholarly articles or like PhD on? Uh, Kane's jawbone. So I'm going to look into that while you um, continue on. No, I feel like somebody should honestly do some sort of PhD, maybe analyzing how this book managed to grasp the attention of so many people that have never picked up something like this before, but just psychologically you feel like this God complex and the need to prove something. Mm -hmm. So you just, you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. What does your like say work process with it look like? Are you working on it every day? Are you like dedicating like a set amount of time to it like every day? Or are you kind of picking it up a couple of times? Like how does it like how do you work, I, work with it? Yeah. No, I sort of tried to work on it like a little bit every day. I feel like setting an hour limit would be like draining. I try to like minimally hmm. like analyze and research like one page a day because even that could take like hours if you're being meticulous about it but I feel like my metric for like I'm satisfied with the fact that I've done this is like if I learned a new thing or made a new connection between pages like one incremental step a day is sort of what I try to aim for yeah yeah it's like a good day's work yeah it's it's a good exhausting day's work yeah (laughs) oh yeah i'm i've read like some people sort of talking about the fact that they're like taking this book to work and like trying to get their like coworkers to help figure figure this book out with them and i'm like it's like a fun bonding experience in theory but i feel like it would get very draining very quickly yeah Mm -hmm. i mean it can't be any better or worse than most team bonding exercises the companies try and make you do yeah yeah, I think I'd actually rather have a crack at Kane's job own life <laughs> rather than go around and tell a fun fact about myself. Mm-hmm. Were you able to find any any research papers about this? Uh no, not mm. not on Kane's job on the book. There's a couple of things on actually cuz this is this is just a nice little piece of trivia. It's called Kane's job mm-hmm. after um the jawbone uh, allegedly used by Cain to slay his brother Abel, the first murder. Oh. Like, I mean, we don't mm-hmm. really know, obviously, because it's in the Bible, but people think, based off of, like, some translations and stuff, that it was an animal's uh, jawbone. Some people think that mm-hmm. it was, like, a, a stick or just a rock that he bludgeoned him with. But, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's a fun... Yeah, so there's one... Yeah. Um, there's one article on um, the murder of Abel in apocryphal tradition. 
Um, I did find a nice photo of the um, edition you mentioned of all the loose leaves in uh, the box. That's a mm, thing. Yeah. Uh, it looks very mm. nice. Yeah, um, cool. Nothing really. Now I've just uh, I've just followed the link onto the Kane's Jawbone subreddit, which has uh, four point six thousand members. Um, That's a decent amount. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna click follow now because I might peruse this later. Yeah, I feel like the subreddit has been like a good place to go once you finally admit you need help from strangers on the internet. But I find it's also a place where people are like very gatekeepy about the progress they've made. Like a lot of people yeah. be super super cryptic in giving help or advice or the progress they've made because people like genuinely think like they're they're close to being on the path of solvency so they don't want to give too much away which i understand in theory but in reality i also feel like you're probably not as close as you think you are they're like i'm almost there i'm almost there <laughs> yeah one of the most recent posts on the subreddit one day ago by a user t3 I, it I, it's, looks like it's supposed to be Terrell J, but the first E is a three. Um, help with May. I'm sorting out my last two narrators. So this person has gotten four of them, apparently, and is now trying yeah. to get the pages in the right order for two of them. So maybe, maybe. Possibly, yeah. Perhaps. I don't know. I feel like it's... I think it's very fascinating how the internet has managed to propel this very obscure book from 1934 into the public sphere. I think that's like great. I think the fact that people uh, found community over doing this is like very fascinating as well. And just the sense of like, mm. you know, it gives people like something, something to do in the sense of accomplishment, even with just researching and building a wall. I think it's like a very interesting internet phenomenon. Yeah, that would be mm -hmm. something to research in general, like, you know, how the internet can kind of bring back, like, you know, the most random of things, like, you know, a puzzle, like murder mystery from almost 90 years ago. Yeah, no, sure. Yeah, for sure. Now, like, personally, have either of you two tried to take a crack at this book or have plans to take a crack at it? I, I haven't. Do. I hadn't really heard of it before, this, mm -hmm. like kind of this. But um, because I'm like just out of the loop. But like um, yeah, maybe I will. I'm not sure. Like, like I'm a little scared, but like perhaps sometime <laughs> in the future. Mm -hmm. I'm very interested. We'll put it that way. Yeah. No, I think it is a compelling thing to look into and start at the very least. Yeah, definitely intriguing. That is true. Yeah, I do have plans to go at it. I mean, ideally, I'd like to know at the end what it is. Yeah. Um, you know, so either uh, the publisher decides, like, if it goes against what it said before and releases the answer, or if someone leaks the answer. I'd like to know, because I don't think I'm going to solve it myself. I have, like, had a look at a few of the pages, but... Um, I did not do an awful lot of research into it at the time, uh, so I really could not make heads or tails of it. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm definitely in the same boat of I would like to know at the very least like the correct order of these pages. 
I think reading it as like a coherent book end to end with proper chronological order would be an interesting read at the very least. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. I think in any case, it's just a fascinating, like, fascinating, like book, like just in like what it is, like. Yeah, in general, I think, like, yeah, no, for sure. I think a lot of people are very, very, very intrigued but about this book, like, in theory, like, the concept of it is very intriguing, mm, but, yeah. like, in practice and in reality, it becomes, like, very unappealing very quickly, but the theory of it is... Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice mm. idea. Like, yeah. No, personally, I... I would really... I mean, personally, I would really like to see someone right like a sort of book like this with the same approach for the reader kind of that's exactly what i was going to say <laughs> in like would slightly so cool. more legible terms like i would definitely like something like that where the reader solves it out the murder themselves and figures it out but like in more accessible terms that would be nice yeah 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 uh because it's this it's this phenomenon as well that like it, that you can see in the song "We Didn't Start the Fire" by Billy Joel, um, mm -hmm. because uh, I actually saw this online and I thought it was really interesting. Because people were like, "Well, what if we did one about like the the modern things now?" And then uh, the argument was like, "Well, how do we decide what's like actually important and what do we really talk about?" But then they're like, "When they when you look into the amount of people who are still talking about." Um, a lot of the events that are mentioned in We Didn't Start the Fire, the, mm -hmm. like very few, there's very few, this is based off of like traffic on uh, Wikipedia and other kind of like online research database um, pages. Mm -hmm. But like what's considered important at the time very quickly becomes outmoded. You don't even have to wait 87 years for. Uh, yeah. So like even five years from now, if we were to do this thing, that may like, and especially because internet culture moves so fast, and like this mm -hmm. is the thing you see with memes as well, where they have like such a short shelf life that if someone were to, I don't know, write a Kane's Jawbone thing where someone, one of the characters, is a modern day person who's on the internet all the time, mm -hmm. what they would see in terms of like memes or like references and cultural touchdowns would be very very quickly, like painted over by whatever is the next newest thing so committing it to paper yeah. feels like mm -hmm. the wrong thing yeah, yeah no for like, sure i mean i feel like crafting a book like this would take like years and years in itself just to get that level of complexity where people like can't solve it but you know like you're totally right where if someone were to put all those references in in a few short years like it would be just as incomprehensible as Kane's job on considering everything moves really does like mm -hmm. we're just like even like in a few years we're just gonna like look back on like how we used to talk like now and just be like mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And, mm -hmm. to that point I... like when was the last time any of you have heard someone use the word selfie in casual conversation oh god i don't even think i remember the last time someone's used that word yeah, like it's not, really, exactly. so it's not really a common like um thing anymore. No, but that word was in such common usage that it was added to the Oxford English Dictionary in like 2014. Right. Yeah. I remember that. 
Yeah. Life is, life is mad. Yeah. I suppose this is now like an, a, an exhortation to people who are listening to the podcast, whether you know this or don't, uh, and you feel like you want to get into it. Like, send us, send us what your thoughts are on Kane's job, and if you have something figured out. Because, like, goddammit, one of us should, <laughs> one of us three should solve it before the end of this year. We one have to. to get it, like, I feel like with the big internet coalition that's out there, like, people need to start teaming up, working together, so we can collectively get this answer before the end of the year. Yeah. Because, like, to, like this is getting out of control. <laughs> posting it, posting on Reddit being like, oh, I need help uh, figuring out who this character is or whatever for, like, one specific thing is fine, but it feels like you need to take several more steps and, like, divide it up with other people being like, you tackle this aspect yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Or, like, yeah. th- these pages. Mm-hmm. We need to start delegation. It's like, that's what really needs to be happening, but I also feel like so many people want, like, the individual, like, glory, I guess, of, like, being the person to figure it out. So, like, people, like, are almost afraid to sort of share that collectivism because, like, they yeah. sort of want want that for themselves. And I'm like, we just got to work together and figure this out, guys. Yeah, we got to put our egos aside, like, and yeah. figure it out. I feel I mean, like that's, that's almost... Sorry, but like that's almost like the the appeal of it now is that considering how few people have solved it in one day, it's sort of created this environment that pits people against each other in terms of like wanting to be the individual to figure it out. So you feel almost mm, isolated yeah. in your pursuit of figuring it out just because of the climate that that book exists in right now. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. an interesting one to be sure. Yeah. Yeah, like, the fact that its whole legacy of being unsolvable is kind of, like, stopping other people from solving it. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. I feel like that's a good place to wrap it up, unless you have anything else you'd like to talk about. No, I think that sounds good. Cool. Um, Avni, where can we find you? On social yeah, media. everyone can find me across every social media platform at Blissfully Breaking. I mainly chronicle my TikTok escapades with Kane's Jawbone at Blissfully Baking Breaking, so you can follow me there. Blissfully Baking. That's that's your next Blissfully project once the end of the year. Breaking. I need to de-stress from Kane's Jawbone not being solved by just making a bunch of baked goods. Oh, well... I, I, I respect like, that. Slight deviation, but fun fact is Blissfully Baking was the first thing I started where I posted my baked goods on Instagram. It does exist. No way. I love no, that. I'm I love serious. That. <laughs> it exists. Bring back Blissfully Baking. Oh, see, I, ju- so I did a bunch of research. Day. I did a bunch of research and I like put up all my notes on my crazy board and uh, that's how I figured that one out. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. It's like after a hard day of solving, of trying to solve Kane's jawbone, gotta like come do some baking. <laughs> gotta enjoy a Battenberg cake. Yeah. <laughs> Nigel, where can we find you? Um, you can mainly find me uh, on Twitter at Spicy Nigel, where um, 
I'm continuing my ongoing countdown to Avatar 2. Uh, it's currently 138 days until Avatar 2 comes out. Um, and I don't know why. I thought this was very funny. I tweeted out, Cat's out of the box. Schrodinger's cat tells all in world-exclusive interview. <laughs> that is brilliant. You no one liked me... it. I'll go and like it. I haven't been on, I haven't been on Twitter. I'm on, ho- I'm on holiday, I'm on holiday Nigel. Um... Take take a two week break from Twitter. I actually did consider doing that, like, um, so probably should actually. Was gonna delete the app, like. Should actually do that now that I think about it. Um Um you can find me on Twitter at Alicat underscore Ali spell like Alleyway, cat spelled with a K. And you can find me on Instagram at Ali A L L Y underscore K underscore Keegan. You can find the podcast at Hyperfixations P on Twitter. Or at Hyperfixations Pod on Instagram, rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or in the Louvre. Down the back, but who cares? Still the Louvre. Uh, if you would like to come on, yeah. If you would like to come onto the show to discuss one of your hyperfixations, please feel free to reach out at any of the aforementioned social media. If you like the show, tell a friend. If you didn't, nobody likes a fucking narc. And that is all for this week. Avni, it was an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Signing off.